Hi guys, and welcome to uh, the Toronto Real Estate Podcast uh, with myself, Ed Layton, and Cheryl Layton, former team and work uh, inside of the brokerage Keller Williams Portfolio Realty. Um, hey, what's going on? Hello. Hi. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a bit overcast today. It is, but we uh, we we have a, a bit of a milestone today. Our daughter Lily, who is twelve, she right. got her first vaccination. Yeah. Yay! I'm happy about that. We're now a fully vaccinated family. So well, that. first dose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> first dose. Yeah, it's true. Halfway there, at least, it feels a bit more secure, doesn't it? So that's good. So hopefully, we'll be able to get out in the bars and the restaurants soon. Well, I, the way I look at it is that we're one step closer to getting on an aeroplane. <laughs> it's true enough. Yeah. It'd be nice to think that we can travel all again fairly soon. Although, long weekend was nice. Good weather. Yeah, it was beautiful. Enjoyable. Yeah. Anyway, real estate keeps on trucking on. You know? It certainly keeps on does. pushing and pushing and pushing. So we've, uh, you know, we've got some good stuff to talk about today, I think, haven't we? We are going to talk about the uh, recent changes in the stress test. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of an overall package of, I mean, it's in response to, you know, some pretty crazy um, times in Toronto over the last, I don't know, certainly three or four months, you know, um, and in response, I guess, to, you know, some of the misjudgments around covid and what was going to happen to the economy and people and all that stuff so that's interesting yeah i mean i think the year started off uh relatively balanced and then um you know became like a speeding train that we (laughs) didn't know was uh was gonna sort of slow down at all yeah so i mean it's it's, so what's happened with the stress test and and can you give everybody a a sense of of what it what it is to start with? Well, the name is interesting for a start. Okay. Because it's really, um, you know, the stress test is in place to make sure that buyers can actually afford their mortgages. Yeah. Uh, and you know. Can they afford their mortgages in five years' time? Right. Um, and especially as we've, you know, we've had rates hit the, I mean, I think I've had clients that have um, uh, managed to get mortgages in the last few months at sort of like 1.6 for a five-year fixed, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, I looked actually today prior to turning on the record button. Um, and I think one of the lowest, I think there's another one out there that's lower than this, but was Meridian. Mm-hmm. And the five-year fixed mortgage is currently pegged at 1.79%. Right. Yeah, and I've, I've definitely, we've definitely have clients that have, uh, you know, been very, very happy to, to um, take advantage have, of yeah, that. Yeah, take advantage of that. So I think, I think um, the stress test yeah. currently is at 4.79%. Right. What does that mean though? What's this what what's it what is 4.79 what that everybody can get 4.79 uh, interest on, on their borrowing? No, it means that they have to be able to qualify. Right. Okay. Based at 4.79%. Historically. Yeah. Yes. So what's the change? Exactly. So now um, 
the change, which is going forward, uh, effective um, as of June 1st, mm. is going to be at 5.25%. Do you think that, is that across the board? So everybody or how is it targeted? So um, that is going to be for conventional mortgages. Right. Which uh, conventional mortgages are basically mortgages a uh, million dollars and up. Okay. And uh, those mortgages that, you know, buyers are putting 20% plus down. Okay. So, um, you know, so, so if, if you you're look- buying under a million and you've got less than 20% down, the, it, it's not going to impact you. The stress test, you're not going to be subjected to. 5.25% as a qualifying percentage. It is not going to affect you. Okay. However, um, there was only talk of, of this affecting um, conventional mortgages, but this will now, um, it's also going to um, affect insured mortgages as well. And also um, people that are going to be refinancing their mortgage so too. So it's, it's everyone basically. So, yeah, I mean... In terms of, yeah. It is, you know, it's definitely going to be um, affecting a lot of buyers and even people refinancing. Um, But if you look at it in terms of what it actually means in terms of numbers, if you're qualifying for Mm. uh, up to a $950,000 purchase today, as of June 1st, you will only be qualifying for a purchase um, of 910000 Right, so it's 4% basically. Yes. It takes about 4% out of the market. Yes. Okay. So how much is that going to affect the market going right. forward? Is that a question to me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why not? <laughs> how is it going to affect the market going forward? Listen, I think um, it's, in my opinion, it's a... It's, uh, it's welcome. I, I, I mean, the Bank of Canada and the, the government at large is worried about the market overheating. It's also worried fundamentally about Canadians being able to get access exactly. to affordable housing. And what we've seen um, is uh, people who have slightly more assets and certainly equity tied up into their homes have... Uh, gambled essentially on the future value of Toronto real estate um, and um, have driven up the prices because they're saying, okay, these low interest rates, I can pull 20% out of my property and then buy a, you know, I'll, I'll soak up all the detached and semi-detached homes that I can afford. I mean, if you few people in aggregate. So the intentionality of this is to stop that because it's kind of, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the, the rich getting richer, if you will, or people that are in a better position sort of clawing more in and and actually making a ba- what is a bad situation in Toronto worse so I think the people that are meant to be affected will be affected which is people that can bizarrely afford to put more down because they're releasing equity from the appreciation in their own property values and buying up more expensive family homes sort of which is the very stuff that's in short supply so it's it's not particularly fair really I suppose and it makes what is a very difficult position for people who are first-time buyers uh, to get hold of any housing stock. So I think the people that will get affected are, are really those that have benefited probably the most over the last you know, four or five months of real estate trading. Um, the interesting part is the, um, 
is is that it's applicable to a million dollars and over and 20 percent over which i always find is like counterintuitive because it's like hold on this is this this borrowing is secured by a heavy deposit but it's 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 not actually about finance it's actually about uh, politics if you will and 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 distribution of 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 assets real estate um so i think that's what's going to happen i'm happy to see that it's not hitting at people who can't afford to necessarily put up 20 percent on a million dollars and and that that constitutes a a significant amount of canadians so um especially as the average price now in the greater toronto area is is over a million dollars right yeah yeah i mean i i don't know what net effect it's going to have or whether it's just going to maybe subdue um, properties between one point the va- the appreciation of property values uh, in the next year or so between one point five million and say three million for a lot of people I, I don't know what's going to happen there um, I think what you're likely going to see is just a plateauing of values and less transactions going through probably I think people sometimes, become less speculative I think sometimes with these things as well it's um, it's confusion that slows things down because people are a little bit they they don't know exactly um how to quantify it yeah and so that can cause a little bit of hesitation and and a little bit of a slowdown i actually think this is a very clear signal from offsea right um and it's a very clear signal from the government that they want to take control over the market or at least in terms of borrowing and and the heat of it and they want to have their own levers because what they've done is essentially um, untether the previous structure which was I think it was like the the big five banks they Mm, looked at I don't know five ten years worth of um, five. Uh, well, I guess it'd be five years. Five years of uh, five-year fixed interest rates. Uh, pulled them all together and then averaged them out, and that would set your um, thresholds for qualification. And by jarring it upwards, they basically untethered that system to one that is government-controlled, so can kind of is less. Um, subject to the volatility of bank rates and the government is saying okay irrespective of what's happening in the banking world we're not going to allow this to continue Mm -hmm. uh, as as a way of financing homes because it's unfair and it's not in the common interests of of all canadians which i kind of i mean i'm fair-minded person i think i i kind of applaud it in that sense right but i think um, people that are speculative and are quick enough to play that equity game where they release equity or they use cash or other assets to, to to put 20% down on a 1.5 to $3 million property will be savvy to this and say, okay, I'm being disadvantaged actively by the government right now. And I think, um, I, th- I think it will, will, will dull things a bit in that price point. But if they're really smart, they'll put less than 20% down and they'll start buying under a million. So no system is foolproof, right? Well, you know, some of those people are also helping their kids get into the uh, market as well yeah you know yeah yeah i mean it's um it's a way but still you're you're consolidating um a um a short supply of a a, a thing houses to 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 to, you know less people which is fundamentally un-canadian i think (laughs) so we'll we'll I think that's what's happening. I, I don't know. I, I don't. My what I've said is what I think is going to happen. I think there'll be a plateauing. I think we're I, we're also seeing that in um, the sales results that came out recently, right from Trev. The April well, sales I, results. I think even you know going into um, 
responding to the stress test I think because March was you know so incredibly crazy Mm. um and we you know April 8th we went into a provincial stay-at-home lockdown yeah so you know I think things did start to um become a little less crazy and a tiny bit more balanced like I you know we sold we sold a couple of condos last week and um you know those same clients in at the end of February March they were putting offers in and it was 12 offers here 15 offers there and um you know the condos that we picked up last week there was three offers on both of them right yeah it's different remark like a diff like a complete difference because just in ma- a few weeks mainstream media has picked up on what is a slowing of uh in in april right and they're talking about you know uh toronto housing prices stall i think it was in bnn business news network the star said uh toronto housing market shows yeah. first signs of cooling cooling uh, our own globe and mail that i read religiously says uh, toronto home sales price calls as competition wanes like i think there's a, a bit of wishful thinking there but that that's what's kind of leading it but we're we're seeing it but i don't think it's the full picture right well there were you know um the toronto real estate board recorded something like an fifteen thousand six hundred sales in march right okay yeah yeah april 2021 yeah. They recorded 13,663 sales. Yes. Okay. So, you know, that's still a record number. Yeah. Okay. It's still recorded as a second month. Uh, highest month. Best. Yeah, yeah. Highest month ever. Right. Um, so, you know, that's not, that's not like a massive drop. That, there's no excessive cooling. But I, th- I think what's ha- also happened is they were comparing it at one point to um, year-over-year comparisons. Yes, exactly, which, you and know, April suddenly they're changing the way in... they're looking at stats quite conveniently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there was either massive increases if you look year-over-year or a decrease month-over-month. Month. So it's, it's definitely uh, a little confusing for people, I think, in general. Um, the reality is, obviously, it's still been you know the, the the most recent data is in terms of sales volumes and average price of homes is as much as it's been all year um probably will cool a little bit but that's seasonally normal right what we're seeing is something that resembles more of a typical non-covid non-recessionary uh trend which is as we go into a spring market or into the summer i should say things quieten down They don't quieten down. They just become a little bit more balanced. Now, I think that the the bigger question is, is that usually May, June and July, it it does become a little bit more balanced because there is a bit more inventory um, that is released into the market. You know, people tend to like listing their home when the weather gets better. You can put a few more potted plants outside. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that happens because we at we really are at an, an extremely low um, rate of infantry right now. I think that's the telling thing, isn't it? As towards these sort of recent headlines that the market's cooling down. I think, 
you know, when they look at the pattern, right? I mean, going mm-hmm. April, May typically goes up, right? Um, but it, it's going down. And the last time it did, I think, was, I think, 2017. But the right. reason that went down was um, there was less sales happening, but also the market was being replenished or, or, or listing volumes were up. So you had that obvious uh, skew back towards the buyer, which is loads of properties available and not many people buying them. Whereas now it's like, yeah, there's less sales happening relative to March in April and probably will be in May, but equally there's less listings happening as well or not enough listings. So it's not the same, not the same uh, conditions at all. Right. So when buyers are asking us, I mean, you know, what do you think the prices are going to go down? Is, you know, is the stress test going to have an impact on, on pricing? Well, if we still keep having this issue with our supply, then, you know, it's still going to be putting pressure on pricing. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think, uh, what do you think is going to happen with pricing overall? That's what everybody asks, isn't it? You're in the park or whatever. And it's like, you know, the price is going to go up or price Let is going to go down. Let me just get my crystal ball. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just whip it up. Um, Put your cloak on. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I think there's probably going to be a little bit of um, a quiet down because of the stress test in the next few weeks. But I think, um, I actually think, you know, once things start opening up a little bit more, I think we're we're probably going to start, I don't think it's going to be as crazy as March, but I think maybe what's going to happen is we're going to see um, more typical levels of what a spring market looks like. Will it edge into the summer? most likely Mm. um and then i mean if you look at i mean let's let's talk about immigration as well because um you know you know the borders um you know um, in terms of immigration they haven't opened that up but they are stamping visas left right and center right okay so when they when they start letting those people back into the country if that's September, October, November, yeah, you're going to see a, that's bull, gonna a bull have an, market again. You know, those people are going to be looking for 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 homes. Yeah, you know whether they're buying or whether they're renting. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it. I mean, look, the the Toronto real estate market, I think, has a compound annualized growth rate um, over ten years of around eight point six percent. I think uh, on five years, it's 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 around that number two, maybe slightly lower. So we've been on um, a, a, a trend that is massively more aggressive than that in the last six months. I mean, we're seeing, yes, m- m- you know, teens, if not up to the twenties, in some markets. And yeah. So if you know, if you take a longer view of this, we're due a period of of, of stability where we've got a balanced market and I think that's what's going to happen I think the average price of a property will probably bounce around and that's all 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 you you know all types of stock right uh condos detached semi-detached whatever uh, around a million dollars so let's uh you know that 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 would be good certainly good for us to see something a bit more balanced so people can have a sense of calm and control around buying their homes well yeah I actually um I uh, I saw something. I think it was um, from the Canadian Real Estate Association yesterday, um, which they just published quarter uh, quarter one of twenty twenty one, and um, it was what international cities 
um, are searching on realtor.ca. Right. And Toronto is basically the leading city. So countries like Australia, the UK, Hong Kong, India, what is the top city in the whole of Canada that they're looking at realtor.ca? Toronto. Right. Okay. And now Vancouver used to be up there. They've actually even, uh, they're actually going down mm. um, the list and, and Calgary's second. Yeah. So, but the fact is Toronto is still up there. Yeah. Yeah. I know people that, have, you know, be, I've been in touch with over the last few weeks and mm-hmm. actually a couple of them have, have decided to go back to Calgary there. The low taxes there and the <laughs> overall value prop is obviously uh, uh, compelling them to, to go, to go west. Right. So, I mean, I think what we're, you know, we're just going to be business as usual um, over the next little while. We're going to be doing our very best to, I mean, educate our clients and our buyers that, you know, are or worried about the stress test or don't understand it or, you Oh, know. can I say a little bit about first time buyers? Yeah, of course. Because yes. um, that is a... I think as much as anything as I feel for people who are trying to buy homes for the first time and obviously deal with a a fair few. Um, There were changes to the incentive that's issued by the federal government in the first time home buyers incentive. I mean, I don't know. It it, it basically previously um, it was... Uh, not available to pe- to homes with a purchase price over five hundred and five thousand um, dollars, and that has actually now been increased potentially up to seven hundred and twenty-two thousand. So, I mean, it's really if you're you're looking for uh, potentially uh, townhomes or, or condos, and you're a first-time buyer, um, the first-time home buyer's incentive is is pretty attractive if you're struggling with um, a big deposit. So the actual can I just can I just talk about this quickly? Of course. Because it might be useful. Go for it. I think listeners. you're already talking about <laughs> no, it. No, no, I mean in terms of specifics. Like um, so here are the specifics, right? Go for it. So um, so uh, it, 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 uh, qualified first-time home buyers get access basically to a sum of money that helps reduce the size of their mortgages um, and thus obviously decreases the monthly carrying costs. So if it's the case that you're looking at $700,000 and you've got a, you know, a, a decent enough income, but you've only been able to stump up 5%, which would be like, I don't know, 14000 or something, isn't it? Oh, no, what am I talking about? 28, 29, 30000 27,000 or something like that. Um, uh, the government will provide up to an additional 5% uh, to get you up to 10%. And that does not require any payments or repayments until uh, the earlier of either 25 years, which is a normal amortization period, or when you sell your home. Um, so it means that you're able more easily to get on the property ladder. And so, in, in, and, and I guess the change is to be more reflective of uh, what it takes for people to enter the market uh, for the first time in most of the urban um, it's a federal thing, so it covers, I think it definitely covers Vancouver as well, and mm-hmm. maybe indeed Montreal as well. So that's good news for them because they're definitely, that's definitely an option for, sure. uh, for, for, for those guys and helps them a little bit. Well, not massively, but certainly will uh, uh, make, a, make, a, uh, make a bit of a difference. That's it. I wanted to cover it because I. Yeah, no, it's, you know, I feel. I think, you know, uh, that's not getting much coverage because uh, there's so much talk about the stress tests yeah. and also, you know, uh, the market. <laughs> but I think generally, though, it's like, um, 
you can see the federal government trying in the ways that it can, easy ways that it can to address the inequity and how tough it is for people to, across the board, all Canadians, to find homes to buy. Because, you know, if you're a believer in modern cities, you like people to have uh, a stake in property and be part of communities and society. So it's good for balancing communities that people own property and it's... Um, it's fantastic to, to, to see that they're doing what they can, whether it's vis-a-vis -vis the, the stress test or, or increases in this incentive that I just said. So I'm, I'm pleased about that. Excellent. Any, anything else to talk about? Um, this is I'm a long gonna podcast. Be, uh, I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be talking on a panel okay. uh, next week. Um, it's uh, on the. Uh, it's called the Women's Community Network. And um, there's various topics, um, and it's really the subject is really a, sort of about re-emerging after ah, COVID. So great and, to hear people uh, talking positively. <laughs> and um, you know, will we be ready? So when I'm going to be uh, talking about real estate, so I'm kind of excited about that. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Maybe we can share the uh, outcomes and some of the conversations that happened. Yeah, that definitely. Forum, uh, soon. Okay. Um, Right, I think well. that's it for today, but uh, thank you, um, as always, for uh, showing interest and listening to us uh, talk about real estate and what's happening in the Toronto real estate market. Mm -hmm. Yep, thank you very much for listening, if you indeed are still listening this far. <laughs> um, without a car and a commute, 25 minutes is a long time just to listen to us burble on. But uh, if you have, well done, you deserve an award, and uh, hopefully... Uh, you'll, uh, you'll listen to us next week. Cheers. Take care. Bye now.